You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Like we feel, this is what they just went through last week is not indicative of who this team is. You know, this is a dangerous team. They've got weapons, you know, the 17, 16, that tight end. Obviously, Jacobs, Crosby is a game wrecker. So we got our hands full, you know, and we got to bounce back, but we will. Uh, we'll be ready to go. We got everything behind us, and we're ready to move forward. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. Q. Lions head coach Dan Campbell right there talking about the Raiders and singled out a few of the players that they have and talked about Max Crosby as a game wrecker. He also said that that's the best edge rusher that they've faced all season long uh, in Max Crosby. So a lot of respect from one Dan Campbell going to the Raiders and their weapons. And as he said, they'll be ready for Monday night football. Will the Raiders be ready? from Monday Night Football. Through the question out there, what should the message in the locker room be for the Raiders this week? It doesn't have to be from a coach. It could be from the players. It could be, you know, from just anyone. Just what is the message as you put what you did uh, a week ago against the Bears behind you and you prepare for the Detroit Lions? 69187, keyword r Also 702-365-9200. We got Lincoln Kennedy coming up at 330. We have our Week 8 NFL picks coming up in a matter of minutes. So we'll get a couple quick calls, and then we'll jump into that. Mike, right here in Vegas, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Yes, I am afraid of the Raiders this year. I mean, they showed no energy, passion, and desire, especially in a game against the Chicago Bears. And, of course, the sports book had the over and under on the Raiders uh, to win six and a half games. I think unless things change, they're only going to win six games this year. It just seems like the team just didn't have the desire or the or the passion or the hard work to to win games anymore. I mean, that performance in Chicago looked like a bad high school team last uh, last Sunday. I hope things change, but I, I can't see the team winning any more than six games this year at the most until things change. All right. Well, th- thanks, Mike. Well, you got to take it one week at a time, right? And there's a bunch of tough games in a row. I think that, you know, the next five are going to be very difficult. Uh, obviously starting with the Lions, but the Giants are playing better. The Jets obviously have a tough defense. The Dolphins are, well, the Dolphins, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Like, it's going to be tough sledding, but, again, that's why they go out there and play the game. So I understand the, you know, the over-under when it comes to the win total and all that, but as far as just one game at a time, uh, that's what you got to focus in on. And the next one up is the Detroit Lions. Real quick, we'll go out to 502 Raider D. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, brother, I appreciate it, man. I listen to you every day like I listen to the morning show as well. Appreciate it. Um, and I got to come on here. I'm, I'm, I'm 52 years old, old school Raiders fan, been a fan for 44 years. And I never, ever in a million years, I come from that old school crowd. I don't believe in tanking and, and, and doing things like that. But, I, but, but I've, come, I've come to a conclusion I thought I would never come to. Like in this league, if you look at the most successful teams in the last 10 years, with the exception of maybe uh, the Rams, um, and a couple other teams, like the one thing that all those successful teams that's going on right now have is young, mobile quarterbacks mm-hmm. on rookie deals. Yeah. It's not my opinion. It's just a fact. Right. I got you. If we, if, if we don't get or if we don't have a young quarterback that is dynamic, that is capable of running and, and also being smart, passion-wise, we – we won't be successful. It's not my opinion. It just happened to be what's going on right now in the league, in all of football. So I'm just hoping and praying to God. I, 
I'm never going to say I hope we tank, <laughs> but I'm going to say I hope we, just like the gentleman talked about earlier, I hope we're in the top ten and we can, you know, do what we need to do to move up. If we, I hate to lose Tay or anybody on our team, but whatever makes my team better, whatever gets us back to where we deserve to be at, I'm for anything that needs to happen to get my team back to where I can wear my, I'm wearing myself proudly regardless. But anything to get my team back to greatness, I'm in on yeah. that program, though. I like it. I like it. 502 Raider D, great call. And look, I'm all for getting into the offseason and doing what you got to do to trade up and go get the guy. Right? And I know last offseason, I was like, yeah, you can't give up that much. You can't give up that much. Well, that be damned. Not give up that much, be damned. Like, you got to just do what you got to do. You got to make that happen. So, uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, so, uh, I'm with you, though. I don't want to lose any games. I don't want to talk about a team losing at all. So, that's, uh, that's just me. So thanks so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Uh, one quick text from the 707. All of a sudden, everyone's a professional motivational speaker. <laughs> Look, the staff just needs to put on the screen all the negative and laughingstock articles and comments and ask, what are you going to do about it? If that doesn't do it, another coach speech won't either. After that, after what we've seen, great show as always. Trey in Kansas City said, cringe. This is what the nation has sunk to. Mailman Raiders said, Q, the message should be, we will be perfect in every aspect of the game. You drop a pass, you run a mile. You miss a blocking assignment, you run a mile. You fumble the football, and I'll break my foot off in your – in your John Brown hind parts, then you will run a mile. Perfection. Let's go to work. Now, if they all seen, remember the Titans, maybe that would work. But, hell, it fires me up. We need to be perfect, Q. That's from Mailman Raider. I can appreciate that. And, yeah, look, the thing is, man, it's these these guys, they, they did that. Remember during training camp last year, it's like, hey, if they make a mistake, you got to run a lap and all that. That was cool until it wasn't, right? I mean, it, it worked for a while, and, you know, sometimes it was police, sometimes it wasn't. You know, there's times that we, we kind of joked about it when we were out there at training camp and we'd see something and be like, hey, that's a that's got to be a lap. Oh, well, never mind. They're in a two-minute drill, so they can't run a lap. You know what I mean? So it's like that, that running lap thing, that worked great for us in high school, right? It don't really work uh, when you're on the professional level. But thanks so much for that text, and thanks for all those texts. Really good stuff. We'll get back to some more calls and texts. Plus, we got to hear from head coach Josh McDaniels uh, as they're preparing for uh, for the, the Detroit Lions coming up on Monday Night Football. All right. Okay, we do have John. All right, let's get John in the uh, OC. Let's get one quick call in for John. John, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, what's going on, Q? Thanks for taking the call. Yes, sir. All right, so real quick. So I'll talk from my experience because I teach actually leadership and ethics for the military, and I can tell you uh, I ain't worried about the defense because Pat Graham came out there, and like you said, he took the hit, right? He showed accountability and integrity for sticking up for his knucklehead-ass player who shouldn't have been doing what he was doing. So I'm not worried about the defense from this moment out. Um, the offense, like you said, Coach McDaniels isn't a rah-rah guy, and maybe he needs to get that because I see no energy, no motivation from him to the players, even during the game, whether it's being in their butt when they do something wrong or giving them a pat on the back when they do something right. He's got to get something moving because uh, that Bill Belichick style of coaching obviously ain't working. It didn't work in Denver, and it ain't working now. So got to get a change one and motivate these guys to do better. I like it. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. Thanks so much for that. Appreciate you. And yeah, I thought Patrick Graham did a, a really good job of taking that one for the team and not, not throwing his guys under the bus and not doing any of that. Just go ahead and taking the hit and making it be known that, you know, we've, we have a, as, a, as a unit, it's got to get better, and it starts with me. Uh, he really he did take that one squarely on the chin. So, John, thanks so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Uh, Ari, you got, your, uh, you got your games lined oh, up? Oh, I you got them. I know the people are just waiting. 
Yeah, they're, they're 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 writing down all your answers so they can follow your lead. Go ahead, get in your pen. Eight. Get your <laughs> yeah, pen exactly. Ready. Yeah, about no. To go down. I don't think they're going to do that at all. But let's go ahead and jump into our week eight yeah, NFL action. Before we do, though, I will say what I do. I went eight and five. Like I said, I didn't have a great week last week, but I went eight and five. Tell the fine folks what you did. Uh, I did half of that. Four in, or did I do this wrong again with the math? I don't yeah, have it in math, front of me. Four and nine, right? Yeah, you went yeah. four and nine. <laughs> well, you were terrible. Uh, I'm not usually remembering horrible numbers like that. Yeah, four and nine. I took some. Uh, I took some risks. I went opposite of Q on a couple just to be fancy. And boy, did that not work out too well. <laughs> yeah, being fancy don't always cut it, man. Nope, being, being fancy cute, don't always cut it none at all. You all also, right, well, you also did some things that I was surprised with, uh, including the Ravens was a, was a heck of a pick. There, why did? So. Why was that a surprise? The Ravens. I mean, I guess you could have gone either way, but you were very confident. You were like, no, this is the Ravens. I don't. You know, I'm with the party with the Lions, but I see the Ravens. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I picked the Ravens to win their division. I think Lamar is going to be that guy, especially with this new offense. And I think what we saw as they ran the Lions out the gym, I didn't think they were going to beat them like that. Uh, I think that you see what that offense could look like if things are clicking. So. I will just say real quick, I think John McLean is on to something. A long time ago, I remember he picked the Ravens. This is like week two, week one. Yeah. Ravens to win it all. Yep. And a couple weeks later, I was a little bit confused, but now I see what he's saying. He, he knows what he's talking about. John, yeah, John's a smart dude, smart well, NFL mind. Me, yes. Yeah, me, you and me both, brother. You uh, and me both. Let's go ahead said, and jump into week eight. Start Here with we an go. easy one. Prime time tonight, Tampa Bay and Buffalo at the Bills. I'm Man, if I was going against the spread, I would definitely pick Tampa Bay. Right. Nine and a half point favorites for the Buffalo Bills, and they're coming off a loss to the Patriots. Where they did not look good at all. They've got guys that are banged up. They've got injured dudes. Um, I'm still picking Buffalo to win, but I sure wouldn't pick them to to to, to cover the spread. No way. Yeah, yeah. I I'm just surprised they're four and three. That it, that just it snuck up on me. <laughs> all right, Rams. Uh, that's Sunday, 10 a.m. The Rams in Dallas against the Cowboys. I got Dallas in this one. I do as well. Six and a half point favorites, by the way, for the Cowboys. Which we'll see. We'll see. Should be competitive. Minnesota in Green Bay. Boy, what the difference one game will do. You know. <laughs> right? The difference, man, I'll tell you. The, the the Packers, I was like, yeah, they're not too bad. They're going to be good. Then they go and lose to Denver, right? And and they just didn't look good at all. And then Minnesota beat San Francisco, and you're like, well, hold on. Maybe there's still a chance. Maybe they got a little something-something. Yeah. I'm going to go out there and, and be a prisoner of the moment. I'm going to roll with Minnesota, which probably means Green Bay is going to win. But I, I got Minnesota. Green Bay is actually a half a point favorite. Yep, I'm going with Minnesota, and I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm confident about that, and I think they're. I think they're trying to do it big for eventual return of Justin Jefferson. They want to keep the playoff hopes alive. So they're alive. They're alive. They yes, win this they one. Are. They're four and four, and they'll be they'll be in a good position right behind the Lions in that division. Not too bad. Yes, sir. All right, another tricky one here for me, anyway. Falcons in Tennessee against the Titans. I can't stand the Falcons. I can't because you. And, and this is not this is not personal with the team. I can't stand them because I don't understand them. Right, yeah. I don't know who this team is. I have no idea. They're 4-3. and three. They have not looked impressive at all in any game, right? I mean, it's just like they're just kind of there, but they're finding ways to win, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. Tennessee is like having a fire sale. Derrick Henry might not be on the team come Monday for all we know. He might end up being in Baltimore, or he might be in Dallas, or he might. who knows where he might be. I think Tennessee is they're, – they're, they've seen the, the their better days are behind them. I think Malik Willis or and or uh, what's his name, um, the rookie, whoever their rookie is that they drafted, the quarterback. I forget his name. Anyway, one of those two guys, maybe both of those guys are gonna. Uh, Will Levis. Will Levis is the one. One of those two guys, if not both, are gonna probably play 
on Sunday. So I got Atlanta. I I don't know why, except for that they find ways to win games. I mean, hell, B. John Robinson only played like a handful of games if or a handful of plays if that last week, and they still found a way to win. So there's that. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't have a cool story. I'm just gonna kind of reluctantly go with the Falcons, see what they do. <laughs> there you That's go. That's me. Uh, New Orleans in Indianapolis against the Colts. This is a tricky uh, one, too. Indy's a half-point favorite. Well, neither one of the teams are good. You uh, know, they're just not. I got the Colts because they're at home. I, I feel bad. I don't think I've picked the Saints one time this year. I really don't. And it's not because of D.C. It's just because their offense looks terrible. And their defense is almost looking like they're frustrated and like, they don't have a lot of confidence in their defense. It's, it's, it's a weird dynamic in New Orleans right now. I agree. Um, I, <laughs> I've picked them several times and lost several times picking <laughs> them. But once you know it, I'm going with them again here. Okay. Um, which is great because you're picking the Colts. So that should yep. be interesting. There you go. <laughs> you know, my word. Uh, New England in Miami. Uh, I, Miami. I got the Dolphins. Yeah. I got the Dolphins as well. Tyreek Hill said today he's back. He's not going to be out. Um, they got some guys banged up, but I think that they'll be fine. They're eight-and-a-half-point favorites, and I don't think New England's that good, but they did find a way to win last week. But I got the Dolphins. Oh, I have nine-and-a-half favorites, by the way. I was going to ask, would you go with that spread here? No, it's is, too much. Yeah, too many points. That's a big. Belichick's fighting for his job. So uh, in New York against the Giants, the Jets are visiting, however you want to say it. Jets right. uh, in the Giants, uh, two-and-a-half-point favorites the Jets are, and I'm going with them. Yeah, I'm going with the Easy. away team, the Jets, playing in their home stadium, just like the Giants are. They're, that's that's the best road trip ever, right? When you're <laughs> right there in your own stadium. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got the Jets as well. Good. Okay, Jacksonville in Pittsburgh. I'm going to go first because I'm taking the Steelers, and I don't know why. I just think it's that time. Because well, Mike Tomlin finds ways to win. He does against teams. Their offense are... stinks. Kenny Pickett's not good. Jacksonville's 5-2. and two. They're okay. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites. I – but I'm I'm with you. I don't. I, I'm picking Pittsburgh. They find ways to win games. They just they just do. You know, everyone's ready to run Mike Tomlin out of town, or a lot of the fan base wants to run him out of town. All he does is win, <laughs> right? I know at some point you want more, but it, all he does is win. He's not he's not a loser. That's for sure. As they're sitting nope. there at four and four two. And two. Yep. yep. Uh, definitely not a loser. Possibly the best in the league. The Eagles are in Washington against the Commanders. They're seven and a half point favorites, by the way. How come you have a you like your spread is a point more than mine? Yeah, I did notice that on. A I got six of and a half point you favorites. Didn't, you on didn't this check one. the link that I sent. <laughs> no, I did. Yeah, close enough. How did I? How did I print the same link oh, that you sent? Do you think maybe they changed them since the? Because yeah, I had they, to print mine last minute. Because oh yeah, they could have. They could have. They could have been moving. Okay. Yeah, I got Philadelphia. I got Philadelphia. There so you, you go. either you way. give the spread since you have the latest. Uh, Fair uh, enough. Update. It doesn't change much of my bad picks here. <laughs> yeah, I got the Eagles in this uh, I've got Houston at Carolina, and I've got Houston winning that. They're only three-and-a-half-point favorites against the 0-6 Panthers at home. Yeah, I got uh, Houston as well. Carolina's not very good. They're not expected to be very good. But Bryce Young's trying to figure things out. But uh, I do think that Houston will get this one. C.J. Stroud's going to keep doing what C.J. Stroud does. All right. Cleveland in Seattle, both 4-2. and two. Seattle's favorite, four-and-a-half. Cleveland still without Watson, right? Yep. So I'm still going with Seattle, more so because of uh, what our awesome guest Cynthia Freeland mentioned yesterday, that she earlier on in the season had them uh, going pretty far. I think it's going to be a tough game, but I think they'll pull it out. 
Yeah, Cleveland has a really good defense. That's the one thing I can give. They have a really good defense. It's the reason why they've been winning games without Deshaun Watson. And that situation in Cleveland is a whole nother, another scenario. That's a whole other segment, right? Mm. I mean, you could talk about Deshaun Watson for 15 minutes mm. in that situation. But I got Seattle as well. And the funny thing about it is with San Francisco playing it the way they are and now Brock Purdy in the, in the concussion protocol, Seattle's just quietly just right behind them. Right, right behind him in the standings. Like, everyone's talking about and anointing the Niners, and I know I'm guilty of it as well, as the best team in the league. Now they've lost two in a row, and they're sitting there at 5-2. and two. Seattle's sitting there at 4-2. and two. Also, you look up, they might be looking at the back of uh, Seattle sooner rather than later if they don't be careful. So, I got Seattle, and I kind of respect what Coach Carroll has going on there. All right. Uh, Kansas City in Denver. Come on, man. Kansas City. Yeah, we'll just we ain't even got to talk about it. We ain't even got to talk about it. Uh, Baltimore in Arizona. We need to talk about that either. Uh, no, I got Baltimore, no Same. doubt. Yep. Mm. Same, and I got KC, if I didn't mention that. Now, this is interesting, for me anyway. <laughs> the Bengals <laughs> against the Niners. It's at, not interesting it's for me. I'm, I'm going, listen, I can't, there's one game every every schedule that I'm, I'm picking, like a weird game, and I don't know, man, the Niners are just, I'm not saying they're phony, I just think they've got a lot going on, and I just think that the Bengals are going to sneak up on them. So I am. I'm not saying bet this to all my listeners here that are uh, with their pen handy. Ain't nobody, I'm just ain't going, nobody writing it down. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> with the Bengals though. Just just for bragging rights, if I if I beat you on this. I'll one. tell you right now. Well, you're not going to beat me on it because I got I got the Bengals and it wasn't what? even close for me. It wasn't even close. Oh, Brock Purdy's <laughs> probably going to be out. What what quarterback? As we know, Oof. we know as Jimmy G had a concussion. Did he play the next week? No. Brock Purdy got injured on Monday night, suffered a concussion on Monday night football. They found out on Tuesday. They put him on the, on the you know, going through the concussion protocol. I 99.9% of me feel there's no way he's going to play this weekend. And you're going with Sam Darnold? Come on, man. I don't care if Kyle Shanahan is a quarterback whisperer or not. I don't care what anyone wants to say about that. <laughs> Sam Darnold is not in, the, in New York for a reason. Sam Darnold's not in Carolina for a reason. Sam Darnold's a backup quarterback for a reason. Now, he breed out Trey Lance, but what does that tell you about Trey Lance? There's that. I think Cincinnati, who's all of a sudden getting a little bit of a groove, they're not playing great, but they're in a little bit of a groove, is definitely going to beat San Francisco. All I got right. them, no doubt. I feel better about my pick then. <laughs> all right, Chicago Bears, those pesky Bears. Uh, in L.A. with the Chargers at SoFi. I hate to do it, but i got to take the Chargers in this one. Yeah, same here. I, I want to see them lose every single game, right. but I don't think that they're going to – they're not going to lay an egg like the Raiders did against the Bears. I don't see that one. Sure. Yep. All right, speaking of the Raiders in Detroit, well, Monday night, prime time. Prime time. I hate to do this as well, but, I I, I mean, let's keep it a buck, man. i got to go – i got to pick Detroit in this one. I just – I don't see the Raiders – and I hope that I'm wrong. I hope this is one of my L's that I take this week because I will take some L's. I could take an L as early as tonight. I hope this is one that I lose, but I just don't see the way. I don't see the Raiders bouncing back to beat the Lions. I think that they're going to be hungry. I think they're going to be angry. They're playing at home. As we talked to Glover Quinn yesterday, it's like a homecoming where they have all those the alum there. And I know how it is when – you know, Raider Nation has all their their alum back, and obviously the Raiders have way more alum than the Lions do that are, you know, Hall of Famers, gold jackets, ones that you get super excited about. But it's just a different feeling, man. It's in primetime action as well. So I got Detroit. Uh, they're eight-and-a-half-point favorites, at least what I got. Is that still what you got, eight-and-a-half, or you got nine-and-a-half? I got eight-and-a-half. Okay, eight-and-a-half, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of points. If I was if I was going against the spread, I'd pick the Raiders because that's a lot of points, but I I just think the Lions are going to find a way to win that one. So. I will just finish with this, and I didn't say it earlier because I don't want to give it away. This was the game that I wanted to pick, and and the reason I pick a crazy game is because the NFL is crazy. 
Like, yeah. look at it. So you yeah. try to pick these games. So I wanted to be like, you know what? Maybe the Raiders are just going to pull this crazy upset because, you know, any given Sunday, well, any given they Monday might. in this they case. They might. They might, but I don't I don't have this one. I don't feel it. Like, I don't I don't feel the energy. I didn't – there's no variable that's happening, this guy, that guy. I mean, one could argue the opposite. There's a lot of trade deadline rumors and stuff, so I, I just don't see it. Uh, maybe they'll, yeah, like you said, maybe they'll uh, disappoint our picks, and hopefully we're wrong. But I, I like I the, said, I don't mind taking an L. I would, lo- I would love to be wrong in that one. It's funny though. <laughs> I had after the the Niners lost to the Vikings on Monday Night Football. I had a guy, and I don't remember his name, but he tweeted at me, and it was almost like he was angry because I picked the Niners to win that game, and I said that I, I was very adamant about they were going to win, and the Vikings were going to be sellers at the trade deadline, which is what I fully believed, and obviously I was wrong. But he was so angry to the point where he was like, you, you need to chill on evaluating teams. Like, he, he broke me down like I lost him a bunch of money or something. Like, I didn't, tell like you, <laughs> I didn't tell you to go bet on the team. I just said who I think is, is going to win the game. I ain't telling yeah. you to go lay no money on it. That's on you, Jack. But he was so angry. That's and I was like, hey, man, it's going to be all right, dog. Like, it's not going to be the last time I'm wrong. Right. And we have plenty <laughs> of betting, great betting people right. all throughout the network that you can yeah, listen to. Man. This ain't that show. <laughs> No, I'll no. say it. Why you think I'm on this here? I doing mean, my look, picks. Go on. This is <laughs> FYE. I, I'm giving you my best, my best thoughts. It don't mean I'm right. I, I, right. I promise you that. We all gonna be wrong. Hell, Ari went four and nine this last week. He might go nine and four this week. Yes. Right. I mean, I, I could very <laughs> easily go four and nine. Like, please don't, don't. I mean, my man came at me like he put his savings account on it or something like that. He, he was angry. I was like, damn, someone lost them a steak dinner. Jeez. Yeah. I didn't know what That's was why going on. They call on. it gambling, and, but I. But this ain't no gambling <laughs> segment. No, I, I ain't I'm telling just, you to gamble. I'm, I'm just saying, saying if you're listening to Q's <laughs> advice and my advice, you are gambling. Man, if you listen to anyone's <laughs> advice, man, Honestly. you gotta go with your gut feeling, man. That's how it is. Yeah, so especially my uh, man was hot though. I thought, dang, all right, well, hey man, there you go. <laughs> Blame someone else. So there you if, go. If I, knew, if I knew I was going to get that kind of scrutiny, I'd, I'd have paid for it. I mean, I would have, had, I would have charged for my advice. <laughs> right. I mean, at least, at least this is free. This is free 99. If, I'm gonna get, if I ain't charging nothing, you, you ain't got the right to get that angry Because let me, me find out wrong. someone made hundreds or thousands off of one of our picks. Then, then, we have, then I'm going to be yelling at that yeah, person. Man, there ain't no pick that sure. I've ever made. I ain't, <laughs> I ain't never made a pick that could make that kind of money. I promise you that. I uh, I am the definition of scared money. I do not do stuff like that. I'm good. I Lee Sterling, who's on our show every single Friday, and, of course, he joins JT on Thursdays, but he's on our show every Friday. There's been times where he's hit me up. I was like, hey, Q, I got this really good bet, man. Just go to the sports book and place this bet. Uh, that's going to be a really good winner. I'm like, okay. Nope. Did I do it? Nope. <laughs> nope. Smart. I, I, just, blame you. I just don't roll like that, not man. Lee, like I, just... I know how to talk it. I know what I'm looking for. I know, you know, I know the, the, the basics. I'm definitely not some shark. I'm not no guru or nothing. But, man, I just don't get down like that. The only gambling I do is basic, simple gambling for dummies. You put $100 in a machine and you press max bet and you hope for the best. Hope for them cherries. <laughs> hope for the best. No, diamonds. Triple-double oh, diamonds. Okay. It shows how much I bet. Yeah, that's what I hope for. I hope for the best. And, and sometimes it's great. More times than not, it's not. You know, but. There's a hundred dollars that I got that's a, that I feel comfortable with losing, and once it's gone, it's gone. Now that's I just the chalk best it up. way to do it. I just chalk it up to an L. You, I know the the one piece of gambling advice I have that I know and, and I'll live by: only bet the amount of money you're comfortable with losing. Yep, <laughs> that's it. That's if there, if you're advice. not comfortable with losing something, don't bet it. It's just, it's just that simple. Because man, your lunch money will get took. Oh yeah. 
quick, and then you'll fast, be sad, in and in her. Exactly. <laughs> I'll be yelling at radio hosts. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Social media. Trey in Kansas City, hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r As a Raider fan, over 30 years, last week's game was exactly the game we always lose. This week's game is exactly the game we win. I would not be surprised if we win this game because I've seen it time and time again, and Trey is absolutely spot on. I said that earlier today. I was on a radio station in Utah talking about this game, and they said, Q, what, what is it going to take for the Raiders to win this game? I said, just be the Raiders. Just be the Raiders because that's what they do. They'll go out there when we're at – when we as fans are at the lowest, like, oh, man, it can't get any worse than that loss, then they'll all of a sudden jump up and surprise you and win that game, like Trey said, that they probably have no business winning or, or nobody thinks that they're going to win, and everyone picks the other team to win. And all of a sudden they jump up and get it. It's like, what was the problem? What was the big deal? What did you guys think was going to happen, right? And then all of a sudden a game like Chicago will pop up where there's no business in losing that game, and then they'll lay an egg. So, no, Trey is spot on. And, and I know every member of Raider Nation knows that to be a fact. That those are the games, and it's always, and I'll ask Lincoln this when we get them, the Raiders for the longest, for some reason, have always played down to the level of the competition or they've played up to the level of the competition. It's never been, I say never, that's probably not, that's probably not fair. It's very rare that they just play at their level all the time, right? Where they just play at a high level because that's who they are. A lot of times it does depend on who they're playing as to what level of competition, uh, the way that they go out there and execute, and it's it's maddening, it really is because you you, you think you have a good idea and a good uh, you know grasp of who this team is and what they're going to do, and then you realize at the end of the day you don't know, <laughs> you just have no idea who's going to show up. And again, they got to travel, so traveling is is always going to be be tough, and hopefully they don't get off the bus and and be sluggish or jet lag like like the uh, the Bears said that they were the other day. Uh, Vice Raider hit us up on Twitter and said, Q, you know scare money don't make money. I know. I know, dude. And you're the one who wins money. Vice Raider, he could walk into any casino here in Las Vegas and walk out with a winning ticket. Every time. Every time. I don't know what the hell he does. He's got that, that magic dust in his pocket or something. I don't know what it is. But clearly I don't have it. Because <laughs> there's been too many times where I, where I think that I'm not scared money, and then all of a sudden I walk out and I realize I'm broke money. Right? Well, there went that money. And the wife always hits me with the, how much did you win? I didn't. Oh, okay. Or when I do win, I'm like, oh, look, I won. She's like, oh, great. How much have you, uh, how much have you lost trying to get up to that? I was like, well, I mean, you know, if you don't really think about the last few times, then, I mean, this is pretty positive for this month. Oh. It's the first, husband. It's the first. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it happens. So. That's when you need a big distraction. <laughs> look over there. Yeah, exactly. Run out the room. Exactly. <laughs> You know what the, the, the craziest thing is, though, is sitting around somewhere where you're not invested at all. You're not playing any kind of game. Like, we'll be at GVR sometimes. We'll have some drinks at the drop bar, and somebody will be sitting at the bar playing a machine, and all of a sudden they're like, yeah! And everyone's cheering them on. They won. They won. And in my mind, I was like, that has never been me. That is, I've never, ever had that moment of joy. I've never had that moment where I'm, like, celebrating, like, that guy, right, or that person. I want to be that person once, just once. I want to celebrate like I lost my damn mind, like I just, you know, like I won the lotto. I want to celebrate once like that. I've never had that opportunity in my life. Got to get you to those penny slots. Hey, penny slot ain't going to do nothing. It's going to waste my time. It's, it's the only way much. you'll be able to sustain the loss all the way I don't want to see. That's the thing. I don't want to sit at the machine all day. Oh, I, I want to sit there long enough to – I want to put in a certain amount of money. I want to double my bet, and I want to win, and I want to celebrate. I want to celebrate, and you know, and then, and then I want to walk away and call it a day. 1,400 pennies 
Boom. Yeah, yeah 1400 everywhere. Pennies, pennies everywhere. I don't want nothing to bucks. do with it. Thanks a lot. But that's all I got for you. 327 <laughs> is the time. Lincoln Kennedy, he's always money. He joins us next. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. Still Beringer on. He is holding it like a punt for the free kick. He pops it high in the air. The ball has to travel 10 yards. The Raiders call for the fair catch, and they hey, make it. Hunter Renfro. Renfro. <laughs> At the 36-yard line, the former punt returner signals for the fair catch and makes it. <laughs> there has been a sighting. Hunter Renfro was on the field, and he called a ball. Las Vegas Raiders color analyst Lincoln Kennedy joins Unnecessary Roughness right now on Raider Nation Radio. Got a good laugh right there from hearing the Hunter Renfro fair catch that was uh, following the safety against the Patriots. Uh, that was when Max Crosby and Bilal Nick Nichols met Mac Jones in the end zone. Of course, you heard Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy on the call. And Lincoln Kennedy joins us now on the phone lines. Link, thanks so much for your time. And, hey, a Hunter Renfro sighting. It sure was nice to see Hunter a little bit, right? How about that? Yeah, it was. There was a sighting, and Hunter actually called the football, and then made his got got something, got his stats in the in the record book. So good for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Good for Hunter Renfro. So coming up on Monday, they take it on the Detroit Lions. It's what they're calling a homecoming. They have a lot of alumni coming back to yeah. Ford Field, and the crowd's gonna be fired up. And of course, they're coming off a tough loss. What should the message to the Raiders be in the locker room this week? You've got a challenge. You're the enemy. You're going into a hostile environment where really nobody likes you, the, 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 the nation will show up. They'll come out and support because they always do, uh, especially in the away games. But this is something, this is a team that you can't take lightly. If you decided to take the week off the week before in Chicago, that's one of the reasons why you got your asses handed to you. If you decide to take your week off again Monday night, you're going to be embarrassed on national te- television. What is the key to winning games on the road in the National Football League? Fast start. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Get off the fast starts, two yeah. things, Q. One, it gives you the momentum and the confidence pushing forward for the rest of the game. And two, it, shot, it silences the crowd. Right. Takes them out of it. Yeah. And that crowd's going to be fired up. I mean, that's oh, the thing about it. Without a doubt. <laughs> this is the first time in a long time Detroit's been relative, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I wanted to ask you about that, Lincoln. What have you seen? I know it's from a distance, but what have you seen from Coach Campbell that's got those guys humming the way that they are? It, it started out with his press conference, the, 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 his first press conference. I remember he was just so fired up when he was talking to media about, you know, the job and pushing forward. His energy becomes contagious, and his energy carries over to, you know, believing in guys going up to Jared Goff and saying, look, the Rams didn't want you. They shipped you off to us, which is a lot of people fear is no man's land. But we're going to surround you with a uh, bunch of receivers. We're going to give you a good running back. We're going to put an offensive line in front of you so you don't really have to worry about running for your life because, you know, that was Matthew Stafford's complaint his years that he was there, right? So he says, we're going to do everything right by you. We just want you to do right and take care of the football. And for the most part, Jared Koff has responded that way, and that's what's put them over the top. Besides the division being down and them taking an opportunity at being the best that they can be, um, the, the fact is that he's got them believing in themselves. And then they draft contagious, infectious players like they did from Hutchinson, from Michigan. All those players kind of carry over. Even though they traded some big, numbers, big names away, all those, all those players and those attitudes carry over, much like Max Crosby, Crosby does with the Raiders, Hutchinson does for uh, the Lions. How much does that staff benefit from having all those former players? 
Well, that- it's really a coin flip, to be honest with you, Q, because you, okay. you could you could benefit, and of course, you could be harmed by players if they don't want to if they don't want to play. You know, there's it's been my experience of watching free agents. It's either one or two. They either come and play like they did that got them that free agent contract, or got them you know the placement of being in free agency, or they revert back to the play that they had maybe the couple years previous when the team they were host and say, you know what, we're just gonna let this guy go free agent because he's not very good or he's not playing well. That type of thing. You know what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, no, it does. It does. And, you know, I'm looking at that, at that Lions defense, and last year it wasn't very good, but Aaron Glenn, as the defensive coordinator, has really kind of got things turned around there. And right. I, I just feel like he's kind of one of those kind of guys that brings that same type of energy as Dan Campbell, and maybe that's contagious as well. Well, I, I do know that. You know, it, look, you talk about a, two former players that know what it takes to play at the highest level and be successful at the, le- the highest level, and they're trying to get their coaching prowess out there, their coaching name out there, so they're putting their best foot forward, and they've got a good team. Yeah, no, they really do. It's going to be a challenge on Monday night for the Silver and Black. Again, Lincoln Kennedy is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So uh, with your coaching hat on, we're just going to put your coaching hat on real quick. Okay. What are you looking for? From... Okay. <laughs> What are you looking for from this team on Monday? Like, what, what do you think they need to go into the belly of the beast and find a way to get a victory? Effort and attitude. I mean, they have to play with it like they have a chip on their shoulder. Right. They really have to play like they're being disrespected, and they are. Mm-hmm. In the national media, they are being disrespected because of the performances they put out in the field. The four losses have been embarrassing. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it, there's no way around it. It's been embarrassing because, you know, you lost to teams that no one really expected you to necessarily lose to, uh, like the Bears. Um, the, the, the Chargers was a coin flip because it's been back and forth. You know, the, the Bills, no one expects you to beat the Bills. But you lost to an inferior Pittsburgh team. Right. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's instances like that where if you want to say that you've, you've taken the next step and that you're going to be better, then you have to beat those teams you're supposed to beat, not lose to them. Right. Trey in Kansas City hit us up and said that, you know, he wasn't surprised by the loss because for years the Raiders have played down to the competition. Why is that, that that's been going on with the Raiders? Well, I mean, it's, it, it's also another thing I chalk up to human nature. It's, it's like I can't necessarily say it equates to, to pro football because I never had that mentality, but I do know in college every time you get the schedule, you look down the schedule and you say, oh, well, we got to play Oregon State. Oregon State only won three games last year. Or we got to play, you know, Colorado. Colorado only won one game last year. We're not really taking them seriously. Until you see that team and understand they've got players on the other side of the ball and they've got coaches on the other side of the ball that want to kick your butt. Right. And you go out there and you go, you half-ass it or you just go through the motions like, oh, well, somebody else will do it. That's when you get your butt handed to you. So it needs, it, you, it takes every player to be accountable for his actions. That's all I've ever asked. Out of the yeah. guys, be accountable for your actions because you can only you can't control you can't control what I do you can't right. control how I think. But if every player has the same attitude and is accountable to his teammates, like you know what I don't want to let you I don't want to let you down. That's the mentality that I played with, Q. Right. Because I didn't want to let my teammates down, so yeah. I went out there and gave it my all as long as I could. And then when my body started started failing me, I had to go and talk to the owner and say, you know what, I can't do this anymore. Right. Because I have too much respect and appreciation for the team. I don't know if the Raiders have those types of players. I don't because I haven't had a chance to talk to a lot of the guys like that. But you know you need more than one Max Crosby. You need more than one Devontae Adams. You know what I mean? You need more than one Josh Jacobs. He's doing his best to do everything he can. But he can't block everybody and run the football. So, you know, where do you go? No, no doubt. Lincoln Kennedy is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. It sounds like Jimmy G is going to be back on Monday. Coach told us today he's hopeful and he practiced today. So what does that do for this Raiders offense, in your opinion? 
Well, I mean, it gives you the best opportunity, obviously, because that's why he's a starting quarterback. But it also tells you that you better watch out. Aaron Glenn is going to have a couple of zone blitzes and stuff up his scheme. So communication, even though it's going to be in a hostile environment, it's going to be in the dome, the fourth field, and it's going to be loud. The communication is going to be free mail, too. You're going to have to be make sure everybody knows where they're assigned because the last thing we want for Jimmy Garoppolo is to have happy feet, to feel that he needs to try to either scramble or run out of the pocket. Just sit back there, read the defense, get rid of the football. That's what we need him to do. How important will it be that they at least attempt to take a couple shots down the field? I think it's essential. I've talked to defensive coordinators who say they don't respect the deep ball, and there's not a whole lot of deep balls on film, deep right. ball attempts on right. film. You know what I mean? So yeah. you have to you – know, you, you, look, football's not a hard game. And I, I told you this, Q, it's, it's not a hard game. It's not a complicated game. It's very simple. When you have people who address and make adjustments to what you do well, you have to do other things well. You have to improve on other things in order to do those things well, or else you're just standing still. Right. No, you're, you're right, it's, and it is. It's, it's one of those mental things, and, you know, we see it. We can see it on film that is just, you know, the effort, attitude, as you mentioned earlier. I did want to ask you about the trade deadline, and I'm sure that you were never in this position, so you didn't have to worry about it, but do you think that that has any effect on a player? I mean, the Raiders play on Monday, and the trade deadline is on Tuesday. Do you think that that could affect anybody in that locker room? You know, what's funny is anytime I think about the trade deadline, I think about that commercial some years ago where the guy got a lion – I think it was, or a big tattoo of the team he was playing on. Mm-hmm. And then he walks in the locker room, takes off his shirt, and said, you know you've just been traded to the Packers or something like that. <laughs> and it's just hilarious. Um, you know what's, what's funny, Q, and, and, and ha-ha moment is the fact that I, I don't know if free agency is approached or the trade deadline is approached like it was back in my day, mainly because when it comes to trades, your, your agent or your people usually put it in your ear, they're shopping you around. They're thinking mm-hmm. about, you know, sending you here or whatever. And then it's up to the individual to have see what type of mental attitude he has coming out of that. Does he feel betrayed? You know, a lot of times in, in the NBA queue, when guys find out they're betrayed, they don't play that night or they don't right. play, you know, that the, before the before they go over to their trade, and mm-hmm. which is understandable. So when it comes to the trade deadline for the Raiders, I know the Raiders have needs. But just as I addressed in the roundtable I did earlier this week with, with Eddie and JT, how much are you prepared to give up for that person, for that player? Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the thing is is that most general managers today, and Ziggler is, is a part of it, believe the commodities or the, 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 the currency is in draft capital. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's like the Bears. The Bears got the first few picks because they gave up everything over the last couple of years just to put themselves in that position. Okay, it makes sense. But how much are the Raiders prepared to give up, knowing that all their picks are going to be valued because they have holes on their team? That's what you got to imagine with the trade deadline. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, right? I mean, I've been talking about the trade deadline for a couple of weeks, and it's funny how a game can change my opinion. Like, losing to the Bears made me feel like the Raiders aren't going to be buyers, but losing to the Bears also made me feel like there's a chance that they could be sellers at the trade deadline, where if they had won, I would have felt like they're in a different position and that they're not trying to unload anybody, but they're trying to stock up a little bit more. Well, the thing is, is you think about the, the, the top players that we – the notable players that we have available – Mm-hmm. They're not going. They've already said they're not going to get rid of Devontae Adams, which would right. be. I mean, you would you would alienate from your whole fan base if you did something as dumb as that. Um, same thing would go with Max Crosby. But when right. you talk about names that you have heard out there, guys like Hunter Renfro, you know, well, first of all, who wants it? Who's going to take on that contract? And secondly, mm-hmm. um, who you know, who are you? What are you going to get for him? 
Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not going to get like a a, a chance a guy out of the the rusher out of Washington. Um, yeah, Young. You're not right. going to get him, Chase Young, out of out of this. So what are no. you getting for it? Right. Yeah. No. That's 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 real. And so it's 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 always funny, man. It's always funny when the when the trade deadline comes up, especially now in the NFL when there's actually there's actually some activity. At one point there was like none. So now there's right. a little bit of activity when it comes to the trade deadline. Well, for a victory, if the Raiders were to go into Ford Field and pick up a victory on Monday, what what do you think that that would mean for the overall morale just of the team? I think it would be a tremendous boost as you push into the second month and change of the season, um, especially coming after a lackluster performance in Chicago. If you're able to go to Detroit and beat a good team, that would show boost your confidence, that would boost my confidence in the team that they could very well uh, wind up being around 500 or over 500. Look, I mean, I want the best for the Raiders, but I'm also dealing being practical and realistic of what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen a level of consistency left left and right. right. We haven't been able to score consistently. You know, we've settled for field goals more times than not. There hasn't been a ton of creativity or, you know, ingenuity in the offensive play calling or development, and mainly because the fact is the offensive line is so porous. Right. I can only imagine. I couldn't. I couldn't design a play if I know my offensive line isn't very good. Right. So I, the 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 quest, or not the quest, the challenge is already there for Coach McDaniel's and his and his staff to try to put something together to beat other teams that are definitely schooled and prepared to what the Raiders do well. They know that you want to go to number seventeen. Now they know you want to go number sixteen. They're going to take those two players away. If you do anything like the Chargers did, the Chargers doubled them. Yeah, they doubled the receivers. They're going to make force you go somewhere else. And you've seen splashes in development out of the tight end. We really haven't seen much out of the slot. But I just feel, feel that McDaniels probably hasn't tried to have Devontae Adams line up in the slot so much because, um, because they want to try to get the ball, ball to Turner or, or, or you know, Tucker. Or one of them, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. those are instances where you're, you're trying to be a little bit too creative and, and you're overlooking the simplicity of just having your best stars rise and shine. We'll close out with this. Got a text from a, a listener that was talking about the run game. And, you know, if the, if the Raiders can't run the ball, then you just got to throw the ball around the yard. And I don't think that that's a possibility. They, they have to just continue to try to run the rock, don't they? They have to continue to run the rock because it's a form of their identity. And more importantly, you can't become the one-dimensional. Right. You can be forced into becoming one-dimensional during a game, but you can't start the game one-dimensional. If you do, you'll end up much like the, the end of the Bears game did where they took one back because you were predictable with your passing plays. Yeah, I just think that they have to commit to trying to run the ball, even though it hasn't been successful yet so far this year. But give the ball to J.J. and see what he could do. <laughs> see him yeah. dance in the backfield. Yeah, but exactly. That's, that's what it is. Well, Lincoln, thanks so much as always, my man. Safe travels. You got a college game this weekend that you're calling? Yes, I'm going to be doing a wazoo at ASU, so I don't have to travel. Oh, yeah. I'll just go right right down the street, 10 miles. Nice. That's miles. a good one. That Well, good good luck on that call. And, of course, safe travels to uh, Detroit, and we'll hear yep. you on the call with Jason. We appreciate you. Sounds like a plan, my man. Be good. I'll talk to you later. All right, my man. There he goes. Lincoln Kennedy, the great Lincoln Kennedy, with us each and every Tuesday and Thursday. Always appreciate his time and his wisdom, more importantly. 3.46 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll close out hour number two of the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Got hit up on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187 keyword r following Lincoln Kennedy's uh, spot that he has each every Tuesday and Thursday at 3.30. This is from the 702. Hey, Q, tell Big Link that Jay in Vegas is begging him to be the offensive line coach of the Silver and Black. And uh, there's been many 
There has been many that have been uh, begging for Lincoln Kennedy to be uh, on the coaching staff for the Raiders, and uh, he wants nothing to do with that. Uh, I've, I've talked about it on the air with him before. And, uh, yeah, if he was going to be a coach, he'd be starting at the high school level, not in the NFL. Also, watch the Kings of Monday Night Football show up. But either way, Raider fans are made for Halloween. Q's favorite holiday, right? Yeah, negative. That's also from the 702. Halloween is my least favorite. I don't like any holiday, to be honest. I don't think there's one holiday that I'm really a fan of, to be 100% honest. You don't like national days either. I don't like <laughs> national days because there's too many of them. Like, now, and, that I assure you. I mean, your if it would be one national day every day, that would be fine. But there's like 10 every day. Like, how is it a national day and it's like 10 different ones? Like That doesn't make any sense. That, no, you're just creating something. You're just making something up. I right? think you're rational with that thought, yes. <laughs> but no, I'm just I'm not a big holiday guy either. I'm just I don't get you know, I just I don't know. I feel I feel like every day is a good day, so I don't really need a holiday to have a good day. I, I kind of feel that way with New Year's Eve. Like you don't need to make a resolution just that day. You can do whatever throughout the year and make yourself better. Right. And stuff right. like that. Yeah. There's also a heavy emphasis on spending money with a lot of these holidays and that's not the yeah, that's why I don't like where Christmas. they come from. I don't yeah, like Christmas like, because we spend a lot of money on Christmas. Like we feel like we're force feeded or like we have to. We are. <laughs> but the thing is, is like we spend so much money throughout the year anyway. Why do I have to spend extra on Christmas? Yes. Like, I've been giving you gifts all year long. Why do I got to go and give you some more on Christmas? You know you know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. Thanksgiving is cool until it's not, right? You have so much food at your house if, you ha- if, you're, you know, if you're hosting people. You have so much food at your house, and that's cool until all of a sudden you look up and you still have so much food at your house, <laughs> you know? And so that's cool. And there's some times that we'll, we'll host people, and that's great. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, now the wife is up and she's, like, cleaning and she's not enjoying herself. and You know what I mean? Like, it's not always what it's cracked up to be. Yeah, it's, so, it's a whole big to-do. I'll it's add a whole, yeah, it's a whole big to-do. As a single guy, I will also add Valentine's Day. You want to talk about pressure? Man, if yeah. you just started dating someone, that's tough. If you've been dating them for a while, that could yeah. be a tricky uh, What you should time. do, if you just start dating someone and Valentine's comes up, just tell them I'm sitting this one out. Like, I, there you I, go. I, I've that's... opted out of this one. Sorry. Yeah. Like, we, we can start talking again next week, but uh, I'm opting out of this one. You could do that's that. Cool. Uh, what's the deal? Halloween, I, I mentioned it the other day. Um, I, I've never been really a big Halloween guy. Uh, it's funny. I was on my, my national show, and, and it came up. Uh, about my like favorite costume, and I don't have a favorite costume because I never really dressed up. But my least favorite costume was the one time that I dressed up because um, I just thought I was going to be cool and I was in sixth grade. And so my mom asked me what costume I wanted. I said, I don't care. Just get something from the store. So she literally did. So I got the Sergeant Slaughter outfit, and it was just a plastic outfit with the plastic mask. You know what I mean? Those little <laughs> cheap, cheap costumes that they had back in the day. And I thought it was cool until I got to school. And then I saw everyone else's cool costumes, and I looked at mine, and it was stupid. So then I was, like, embarrassed, so I took the mask off, and I refused to wear it. And they're like, why aren't you wearing your, your costume? I was like, because it's stupid. I hate it. I don't want it, you know. So I don't think I ever put a costume on again after that, really. Yeah, I just, I just wasn't that guy. I did go trick-or-treating one time the day after Halloween because I saw it on the Cosby Show happen, and it was successful. So I know the Cosby Show is not as cool as it is now because, well, we know some truths about the show. But back in the day, I didn't know the truths about the show, and I actually thought I learned a lot from the Cosby Show. Clearly, I did not learn a lot from the Cosby Show. So there's that. Times have changed a little bit. <laughs> so. There's still less. I mean, that's yeah, okay. I yeah, hear you. It's a hard yeah. Answer. There's just not too much you can say, yeah. right? 
There's there some stuff gr- you got to filter. There were some great episodes, but anytime you bring up the Cosby Show, you're bringing up the Cosby That's a tough one, yeah. show. So there's that, right? So we can't do that. But, yeah, I've just never been a big holiday guy, and I know that drives you know folks crazy. Sometimes the wife is like, ah, I wish you'd be more celebratory, but, you know. I celebrate life. I wake up in the morning and I'm excited, so there's that. How about that? I'm more happy just to be alive every day than I am to worry about a holiday that's coming up. 3.55 is the time. We'll kick off hour number three of the show next. Paloma Villacana will join us. Aces, UNLV, it's up next on Radio Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.